What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode, man, of Business Over Breakfast with No Stinge Energy. Uh, we're talking about how businesses, I mean, banks are blocking us at um at these lending institutions. So it's going to be a great, great morning show. Uh, so my, my thoughts about that is, you know, us as, as black people and minorities, you know, we're talking about Mexican, Latinos, we try, we're trying to make our way in, in America. But Later, institutions keep putting their thumb on our back, man. I'm just trying to figure out why. I'm talking about, I was looking it up earlier. It's Bank of America. Wells Fargo didn't have these uh, issues. Now it's Navy Federal. So I'm just trying to figure out if racism, uh, slavery, all these things been over for years, why are we still having these issues today in 2023 and 24? So I think we're going to talk about it today. We'll get down a little deeper into it. I'm excited about it. I think the conversation needs to be had, especially uh, moving forward in 2024. We got to figure out how can we win in these situations instead of losing. Everybody want to see us lose. We got to figure out how to win. Got to figure out how to fight against everybody else because it seems like everybody else want to put us down. So welcome to the show. It's going to be a great show. Uh, my name is O'Neill Parker, real estate investor, entrepreneur out of Lafayette, Louisiana. I've been investing in real estate since 2016, full-time entrepreneur since 2020. I do all things real estate, but I love rentals. I love rentals. I love getting money from banks. I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. And um, I'm also the owner of Leverage to Wealth. I'm teaching people how to leverage where they are currently in their life to get wealthy in real estate. So that's me. I'm welcome to the stage, my co-host, Mr. Byron. What's happening? What's happening, man? Listen. My name is Byron, real estate investor out of Houston, Texas, primarily focused on the wholesale space, do a little bit of creative finance, fix and flip new construction, new to the build to rent space. Excited about that. Not excited about this news that we heard over the weekend, though. Oh, definitely not excited yeah. about that because, um, you know, here's the deal. You know, I did do some deeper looks into the data, right? I looked deeper into the data and, you know, what I'm realizing, oh, is that this issue is not just an issue with Navy Federal. It's, it's been going on. It's, it's, it's nothing new, right? And so my thing is this. I think where we would win in this conversation, just as we do in a lot of the conversations that we have on No Stingy Energy Business Over Breakfast, is I want to see what are the things that we can put in place? What are some things that we can 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 utilize to better position ourselves to be competitive in the marketplace, right? Regardless, because obviously, guess what? We can sit and complain about what these people want to do with their money, all we want. To. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'd rather have the conversation centered around what are some of the things that we could do to better position ourselves to be so competitive that we are undeniable whenever we walk into these institutions, right? And so that, that is, the, that is the, the, the mindset that I want to approach this conversation. But at the same time, I, I definitely want to explore. I want to explore how we got here. What are some, what are some mitigating factors that we can um, look at that can kind of prevent these things um, and, and all of the things. So I've heard both sides of the argument, right? I heard both sides of the argument. I'm going to start with the other side of the argument first. First, well, before you, well, before you go too far, you said yeah. something that we got to make sure when we walk into these lending institutions, we're undeniable. So we got to realize a lot of people are undeniable when it comes to credit, income, money for the down payment. They got they check all the boxes. The boxes.
are missing. I mean, the boxes that's really denying them is the color of their skin. Because mm. we mm. got to figure out, we got to keep it real. Why are they even asking what, what's your race in, you know, when you fill out an application? They're always asking that. If you pick other or you pick white, bro, if you got a, a, a regular name like Tyler, William, Lewis, bro, you, you accept it. You got a name, let's just say, um, Byron. I never met a white Byron. <laughs> I have. So that's, that's telling me that he's black. So nine times out of ten, you're a little bit lower than William from the gate, just from your name, and you check the boxes that you're black. We got to keep it real, though. We know a lot of black people that have checked all the boxes, but the color of their skin is the, is the biggest negative. Like, I'm talking about in 2023, some of my students in my mentorship group went to a bank, and I'm talking about multiple people, not just one or two, multiple people got the same story with the same lender. Are you sure you want to get in real estate? Why you want to get in real estate? I don't think you want to get in real estate. This this is the lender telling clients that they check all the boxes. I'm talking about over 700 credit score, got a W two, making money. Why is the lender telling them, challenging challenging them? Why you want to get in real estate? And I heard this same story with multiple people with the same lender. Wow, wow. Well, you know, let's 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 unpack that. Let's unpack that. So we got a situation where the banks are discriminating against uh, potential applicants for mortgage loans. Right. And these are not just for investment properties. These are for people who are looking to just get a regular home for themselves. Right. So I want to understand what do you think are what do you think are some of the factors contributing to. Um, this. I know we got done in the building. I, I would definitely love to get his opinion on this take. What do you think are some of the things contributing to this reality that we find ourselves living in? And what are some of the things you feel like we could do as borrowers, right, to maybe prevent this? Just just your take on this, Don. Hey, hey Byron. Hey, uh, O'Neill. Good morning, Good everybody. Good morning. Well, one of the things, we, we can educate ourselves on how um, how lending actually works. We, we can go in and stop letting the people who are lending you money educate you on how it actually works. You want to have all your ducks in a row, get with an expert, get with somebody who's been there before, because I'm telling you, I've had people call me all the time and said, I, 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 uh, I asked the, a guy stopped me at church Okay, this happened just this past weekend. A guy stopped me at church. He said, "Guess what, Don? I asked my my lender for an amortization schedule, and the guy looked at me like I was crazy. I went to my bank, so he went to his manager. They couldn't get me an amortization schedule. Uh, that what? Listen, he was there for over a half hour, and they did have no idea about what he was talking about because he wanted to be able to." prepaid principal, but he wanted to know how much interest he was going to be able to save. Okay. Because he went in with a little bit of knowledge, I'm telling you, when it comes to banking, banking is a title. Even Flame will tell you this. Banking is a title. These people are salespeople selling products. They're not bankers. Mm. They're not. They know nothing about banking. All they know is what they've been taught and how to sell products, period. So when it comes to the nuances of banking, 
you can't go to the bank to get that knowledge because it it it, it isn't there. Only the bank owners have that knowledge, not the employees. So get your information prior to going. That's my two cents. Mm. Mm. Wow. Amazing. Um, I know we got Darby um, in the chat as well. I would love to hear his take on this because at the end, and also anybody, I put the link in the chat. If anybody wants to join the stream, we definitely want to get a variety of opinion on this. We want to get a variety of opinion on this. So definitely hit the link and join in. But, you know, when we're thinking about banks and how they are uh, advertising these products, one one thing I did here, right? And it said that uh, in my research, it said that a lot of these banks use uh, uh, automated systems to generate uh, approvals, right? Because, you know, especially when you're dealing with these bigger banks, a lot of the bigger banks utilize automated systems that generate approvals and they don't take into account uh, all of the variations that may go into make, you know, making a decision on whether or not an applicant is qualified or not qualified. And because of that, um, when you're, when you're walking in on some of these bigger institutions, if you're not, if all of the things don't line up, right. If all of the things don't line up, you're already open for a denial within itself. So that's that's one thing that we got to look into. That's one reason why going to some of our local brokers can sometimes be a little bit more advantageous for us whenever we're navigating these particular spaces. So that's number one. Number two is we also have to know that we sometimes it may take us going to some of our local banks, right? Some of our local banks opposed to uh, some of the the larger national banks, because a lot of those products are not a lot of those products. Let's just keep it real. Right. They, they're a real cookie cutter. Right. And um, and they may be uh, uh, racially biased. They may just be racially biased. So so if we if we looking at all of these different factors, what are some of the things that we could do to better position ourselves to be competitive? That's what I want to know. You know what I mean? So. Oh, what is your take on that particular piece? You know, and I know that it's some unfairness in the banking. I know that, right? We all know that. But what what is your take on some things that we could do to make ourselves, you know, I guess put ourselves in a better position? Yeah. Uh, I would say, you know, what I say most times. Let's start with education. You know, us as homeowners, want to be homeowners. We don't have education when it comes to ownership of anything. That's anything. Let's talk about cars. Uh, we don't know how to operate credit cards. We just struggle with financial literacy. That, that comes from, that's all black. You know, I'm not saying all, all black, but the majority of black people struggle with financial literacy. Most black people don't know that um, just because I've been banging with Chase for 30 years, that doesn't mean that's the best place to go get my mortgage for my house. Just because I've been banging with Chase for 30 years doesn't mean they're going to give me the, the small business loan that I need to start my business. So we have to know what are the best banks to go to for certain things, right? Like a business credit card, the best place to go for that is Chase. For me to get a personal mortgage for my house, the best bank is not Chase, it's a smaller bank. Um, the, best place, the best place to get a, a, a personal loan is not gonna be Chase, it's gonna be a smaller bank. So we have to know which banks to go to for which products that we need. But most people don't have the information. That's like less than 1% of the, the community. So. That's kind of hard to educate our people on that if our people don't search for that education either. So it's really on the individual, not on the community. 
But um, that starts with self. Uh, if you're interested in something, you know, if you're interested in anything, do your research and don't ask people that's not in the business that, that you're doing. You know, typically, let's just say, Byron, I'm, I'm looking to get a new house. I'm going to go ask my homeboy that never bought a house before. What he, what's his thoughts on that? So we got to figure out how to get better information on the things that we want to do. Do not seek people that's never been in that position before. Don't seek your parents because nine times out of ten, they don't have the information that you need today. They bought a house 40 years ago. Shit is not the same that it was 40 years ago as it is today. So we got to put ourselves in better positions to get information from the people that's where we're trying to go in life. And that's just with anything. And I, I think it. that's where it starts. You know, I love it. I love that you said that. Oh, and the reason why I love that is because, you know, it's funny. I, I had a couple conversations over the weekend. And, um, you know, I was talking to people who are looking to get into the new construction space. Right. And one thing I realized when you are looking to get into new construction, you're looking to do fix and flips. You're looking to do uh, buying holes. Do you know that each one of those products have totally different institutions that yeah. will lend to those things in completely yeah. different ways? And here's the thing. Some banking institutions will look at your fix and flip and thumb their nose at it and be like, nah, that's not what we do here, right? And, would, and, and a lot of us will internalize that, we'll personalize that and think to ourselves, dang, if they, are they discriminating against me specifically? Are they against what I'm trying to do? But no, it's just that that particular bank may not be favorable for that particular product. So what we have to do before... <laughs> Keyword, before we start giving up our social security, before we start giving these folks our date of birth and all of these things, let's go in there and have an open and honest, shoot it straight type of conversation and ask the bank, hey, bank, what type of products do you have, number one? Number one, what type of products do you have? And do you fund these type of projects? If you do, then okay, great. We just passed this milestone. What Next are the requirements? Question, what are the requirements, right? Or what is what is the perfect avatar? Or what does the perfect situation look like, right? For the person that you are looking to lend this particular amount of money for this particular product for. What does this person need to look like? How, how, what's the situation need to be? They're gonna tell you. They're gonna tell you. I need that person to have a credit score of six fifty plus. I need for you to have. Uh, uh, at least $50,000 in the bank, right? Now, here's the key thing about this. This is a scary part. A lot of us, when we go into these banks, instead of asking these questions first, we go ahead and give them our social security. We go ahead and give them our, our, uh, all of our bank records, all of our statements. We fill out the application. And then now we why find you, why out you this think that is? Why do huh? you think that is, Brian? Why do you think they do it? Because the banks are going to ask you for these things. They no. trying to they trying to get you out the way. They want to pull your inf they want to get that's, all that's your information. It, no. huh? That's the lack of education before you walk into a bank. Because I always say that on here. Do not let them pull your credit because that's their job to pull your credit. So you need to go in there educated. Like, hey, I know you want to pull my credit. No, you're not pulling my credit. I got my I pull my own credit. It's between 700 and 750. What can you do? If my credit is 700, do you think I'm gonna get approved? Yes or no? What does my income need to look like to get approved for this loan? Y'all not asking enough questions. Y'all just so excited to buy a house and buy some shit. Y'all just go in there. You do whatever you need to do. Go ahead and pull my credit. And then you're in your feelings when they say you denied. But if you'd have asked the questions before, you'd have known you wasn't ready to get your credit pulled. Now you mad that you got a hard inquiry. Now you mad that you got, 
five points less and you had a 700. Now you at 695. So you got to realize you got to get mad at yourself before you get mad at these people. Even though they do have a lot of, uh, demo, de, demo, uh, what is it called? Discrimination. Uh, discrimination. Even though they got a lot of it, we're part of that process too at the same time. Facts. Facts. So I want to open it up. I know we got Darby here. I don't know if Darby is uh, able to join in on the conversation, but I want to get his take on this. And then I also want to get Ice to jump in on that particular uh, uh, statement that we just kind of talked about. What are we doing, right, from a preventative standpoint to better position ourselves to be able to win, right? Um, Talk to Ice, man. Yeah, is Ice ready? I think Ice, we got to get Ice on. There we go. Listen, uh, you're exactly right. Uh, As far as that education piece is is concerned, um, the bottom line is we go to the bank hoping and wishing and praying to get approved. Mm. Not going in a from a position of strength, but from a position of weakness. If uh, listen, if I'm going to take if, if I know I'm going to take a test to get a, a particular job, I'm going to prepare. I'm going to get the book. I'm going to get the flashcards. I'm going to talk to somebody who's been there before. I'm going to do everything I can so that I can take the test well. When you go into the bank, that's exactly what you're doing. You're taking the test. So what 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 do I want to what do I want to get on this test? All right. I want to get I want to get approved. I want to get approved quickly. I don't want to have any problems. So I may have to talk to somebody, which also means I may have to pay somebody to teach me what I need to know to go into the bank because it's going to cost me less money in the long run if I pay somebody up front for the knowledge. I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to have to listen, we're going to have to start doing that. You know, the thing is, is that we want to get it for free. We want to get information for free. We want people, you know, they even talk to me and says, "Ah, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. When they find out how much it costs, which is way less than what the bank is charging them, then they, they back up and says, how much do you charge? How much do you charge? I say, well, how much is the bank already charging you? I'm going to save you $150,000. Why do you need to know how much I charge? You don't even know how much they're charging you. So if you want to know what to do, ask somebody first, and you may have to pay for the information so that you can be prepared. And now you're walking in. See, when you walk in with a position from a position of strength, you know you've got all your ducks in a row. And when they start talking crazy, you could you, listen. You could just you could just play that in your head. They start talking crazy. No, that's not true because I know this for a fact about your bank. I Ooh. know this facts. They're responding to them rebuttals. They they start backing up like, oh, you know too much. They don't yeah. like this. No, Ooh, they don't like this. Yeah. So listen, when you when you know what you're talking about, you can um, you can get you can get the job done. You can get the job done when you know what you're talking about because. Listen, don't let your behavior become the issue. <laughs> Stay calm. <laughs> Stay calm and just hit them with the facts, hit them with that knowledge. And, and listen, you're going to you, you're going to do much better in, with, with 
if you go in knowing what the deal is. I think that's the keto. If you yeah. got the knowledge entering the bank, nine times out of ten, they're gonna they're gonna find a way to approve it because you you know too much. Fact. And they don't want the bigger issues. Real quick, oh, I want to talk about this, right? Because you know we've talked about being bank ready, right? And obviously, this conversation is centered around personal applications for mortgages. But I want to talk about it from a business preparation um, uh, uh, state, right? So, you know, just like, and, and we've talked about this on BLB before, we did a whole month on how to position yourself as bank ready, right? And so I want to talk about that. Like, what does that look like when you are starting to position yourself to be able to go into these banks as a business and be able to know exactly what type of businesses they like to lend to and what kind of money did they typically lend uh, on those particular transactions and all of those things. So number one, number one is community, right? So conversations like what we're having right now is going to be critical. It's going to be critical because here's the thing. When I just found out from old that, wait a minute, I can go to Navy Federal. I can go to Navy Federal and I can go get me a car loan, right? And maybe even use that for business, right? Depending on how that situation is set up. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not making no, no, no hard statements. I'm just putting that out there. These are possibilities. These are things that we learn, right? These are things that we learn on our journey by building community, right? So we want to, number one, educate ourselves and get enthralled in building community, right? Because you can pick up those, those nuanced things that you may not be able to find on the internet because it's nowhere on any of these websites where they're going to tell you about how to run different plays. So that's first and foremost. The second thing is you want to position your LLC in a position of strength, right? And so who are you going to have to deal with to get that set up? You're going to have to get with you a CPA that can put you together, that can properly put you together to be able to combat some of these things. And, and you also going to have to collaborate with that bank by finding out exactly the things and the tools that you need to be successful when you walk in from day one. So I want to talk about that. Oh, so what is your take on being competitive as a business? You're going in as a business and you're looking to compete for these banking products, but you don't want to compete from a place of desperation. You want to compete from a place of options. Like you know that you have the ability to get this money. You just want to find out how, how they gonna give you the money. You understand what I'm saying? What, what's your take on that, Oh, Man, you said part of it earlier, you got to set up your business uh, correctly from the beginning. Uh, file your taxes properly. And if you got to pay two, 3,000 on taxes, bro, pay the money because it's worth it. If you need to set up, if you don't have the money to pay that then and there, set yourself up a payment plan. If you set yourself up your, if you set your taxes up correctly in the beginning, you don't have to go back and do amendments. You don't have to set yourself back another six months because you got to do amendments. So set up yourself properly. Stop looking for, uh, how could I not pay Uncle Sam? Uncle Sam is your business partner if you set it up the right way. Stop looking at it as, as negative. If you set it up correctly in the beginning, you get information from people that's highly successful and stop getting information from your, your cousin, your uncle, your brother that never had a successful business. Pay to get the information from the people that's where you want to be. Not Don't get information for the people that's in the same position as you. Go to the people that's highly successful and try to figure out how do you have your business set up? Who's your CPA? 
because I need that CPA because I'm trying to be where you are. When you set your business up correctly, the banks can't tell you no. When you set up your business correct, you good. They don't have to be like, ah, it looked like you made a lot of money, but you wrote off all the money that you made. So we we can't we can't we see you would have been approved for a hundred k, but we only can give you five because the way your tax is set up. But if your taxes were set up correctly two years ago, you would have got the hundred thousand low interest because your stuff is set up correctly. Um, and you also got to realize that I think we said earlier, all banks don't like your business. Like some businesses love construction companies. Some businesses hate construction companies. Just because you, you said you have construction in your name, you, fuck, you automatically deny it. So you got to make sure you're doing the proper research before you walk in the bank. Is this bank the bank that, that's going to work for me? That's it. If you're not going to work for me, cool. No hard feelings. What, 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 do you, what, do you, what do you suggest? What banks do you know that, that's going to work with me? So you got to do is ask questions and have a conversation. Don't go in there aggressive. Go in there friendly, having a good time. Like, hey, you're looking nice today. I got a quick question. I don't want to keep too much of your time. Do you guys lend to construction companies? Or that's not, that's not your, your typical avatar. Just talk like that. Just be simple. Cool. Straight to the point. If you can help me, cool. If you can't, all right, y'all have a good day. I'm going to go into the next bank. But you can, have, you can do all that upfront information on the internet. Also, go to groups. Go to communities. Go to groups that people, uh, with people that's doing what you want to do. If you're doing construction, go to construction meetups. Join construction groups. People will give you the information that you need to put you in a higher position. But the thing about us is we just want to do stuff because we see it on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, without doing our back-end research. Well, I heard they say you can go to Navy Federal and do this. Did you think or ask about the steps that you needed to prepare yourself to actually do that? Because you just hear... 60 seconds of somebody doing something, but you never hear, I had to set up my business right, I had to admit my taxes, I had to make sure my credit was 700 because they leveraged their personal guarantee, or some businesses don't personal guarantee, your business credit score got to be 85 or 80, but you don't know none of that because you ain't do the background education, you didn't do the background work. So you always got to make sure you put yourself in better positions so you can get the money that you need for your business. Because you can get money for any business if it's set up correctly and you have the proper education. So don't believe that it's hard or it's impossible. It's very possible. You're just not doing the work to make it happen. And that's you know what, what? We, we tend to suffer, bro. Byron, we don't like to do the work. We don't like we don't to do like the hard work. work. You no. know what's crazy about like it? Everything oh, easy. Go ahead. Once I've gotten to a community, you know, and it's, shout out to everybody in the No Stingy Energy community, man. Matter of fact, I want everybody here, man, if you can, just go ahead and put a fire emoji in the chat and celebrate yourselves because here's the thing we have been doing the work and how do I know we've been doing the work? Uh, we've been doing the work because I have been getting the information from this community that has helped me elevate. Okay. So a lot of these stories that we hear that I hear um, here and I learn here, right. Has helped me to elevate in real life. And so I say that to say this, right. Once you, once you understand what these banks are looking for, a lot of times it's not that difficult. The things that they ask for don't <laughs> even be that difficult. So we're not even finna overcomplicate this thing. They just won't, listen, instead of you coming in with uh, uh, this document, they just want that document, right? Instead of you uh, showing that you got this much money in the bank on a new construction deal, they may not even care if you got this much money. Just show that you've done this many projects in the past, right? 
every institution is different. And the good thing about this stuff is they give you the answers to the test if you're willing to ask, number one. Right. If you're willing to just go and ask before you just start applying for stuff, they're going to give you the answers to the test. Right. And then on top of that, another way to kind of uh, increase, increase your position. Right. Is community is community right now. Everybody in here need to be looking at the chat. All of those fire emojis in the chat and figuring out ways that you can get in contact with these people. Why is that? Because I promise you, everybody that's in the chat with the fire emoji. Those people are trying to learn something just like you. And they have figured some stuff out just like you. And it may be something that don't benefit them, but may make a generational life change and life shift for you. And they didn't mm. take it for granted because they can't even use that right now. But it's an amazing gym for you today. You see? And so that's why I say community is critically important as we navigate because guess what? What we found out for sure is based on what CNN was saying that these folk ain't trying to give us no favors. Mm. I hope you are not disillusioned, but these folk are not trying to give us no favors. Everything that we have to get we're going to have to take by way of earning it and being overqualified. And if you understand that going into the door, the excuses don't even matter at that point. The excuses don't even matter. But I want to, I want to hear Darby's take on what we've talked about thus far. And I know, listen, I know that, um, listen, it's fucked up. I'm going to keep it real. Yeah, this may not be everything you want to hear, but it's the truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, I don't like the situation that we find ourselves in, but I'm not finna sit here and act like this ain't something that's been going on, right, for the last 50, 60, 100, 200 years in this country, right? So let's 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 figure out ways that we can have productive, because, we, again, we don't know stingy energy. We don't B.O.B., Right. We want to have productive conversations as to how we can combat this officially and win every single time. But uh, Dar uh is Darby available? Yeah, what's going on, fellas? What's happening, man? What's going on, man? Good morning. Man? Hey, man, listen, it's been some great conversation we had this morning. But, you know, uh, as a people, we, we, we face this reality every day. Right. And it sucks. But the thing is, just like what I was saying, you know, just got to position yourselves to where you're not the prey. You're the predator. So what a lot of people realize that, that you know, when you walk into the bank, y'all tense up. But what you don't realize is that the bank worked for us. They want to survive without us. Right. So if you go in there strapped, you got everything ready. And just like what O'Neill was saying, you ask the questions on the front end before handing over your, your information because when, once you give them the information, they have the advantage to do whatever they want with it. And these banks are mostly retail centers of the branches that we go in and they're data collectors. They are not really the ones who cause the shots because the ones who cause the shots are not there. You know, you got underwriters, you got um, appraisers and so on and so forth, and they work hand to hand. All they is the, the data collectors when you go into that that branch, right? So that that's that's one thing. I ain't gonna go too deep into that. Secondly, why isn't as a people we we have several small uh, and large, you know, black owned banks? Why aren't we penetrating those more? And why aren't they marketing more? You know, they we had a um, 
a big marketing spill the, over the whole George Floyd situation, and and it died off. You know, and it kind of sucks because they they out there and they seem to be. I'll say they seem to be. You know the the advantage for us, like hey, bank black. You know you have more advantage. They're not they're not advertising a lot for us, so therefore we don't know of. So how can we put the put our money into those banks to where we feel more safe and secure? So I think as a, as a people, we got to figure out how to, you know, uh, monopolize our own community and stop depending on a lot of others because they're going to uh, they're going to discriminate and scrutinize against us. You know, any any way. Because uh, they don't want to see us win, um, only because you know, it, you know, some of them are feel like they're going to become the minority rather. And I just land there because somebody tried to cut me off on this freeway. <laughs> you said some good things, man. You said some good things. So you said it. You know, we gotta know when we walk into these banks, we're educated. We know exactly what you need. We know exactly what's going on. That's same when it comes to appraisals, because we know we all seen the issue. A house got appraised. They had black pictures up. The house got appraised like sixty or a hundred thousand dollars less. They ordered another appraisal. They took all the pictures down. The house got appraised a hundred thousand more. This happened to me before. I got a house appraised for one hundred sixty thousand, right? But myself, I'm educated. I know, like, I provide them six counts. Like, where you getting these numbers from? Immediately, the house went from one sixty to two hundred thousand because I'm educated. And I know exactly what's going on. Most people are not educated in the things that they want to do. They don't want to pay the money to get the education. They don't want to take out the time and learn. They just want to rush, rush, rush. And then when they 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 get the results that they didn't prepare for, somebody fucking them over. No, nobody fucking you over. You fucking yourself over because you didn't go and educated on on the process. You don't know what you're looking at. You don't know what they're looking at. You just going off of what everybody else said. You going off what your mama said. You going off what your aunt said instead of knowing exactly how to answer the question that they have or how to know the answers to the test. If you're educated on the process of everybody can never fuck you up. Like for myself, I know things about credit, business credit. I know things about property management. I know things about construction. I know things about fix and flip. I know things about wholesale. I know things about everything because I'm not about to get fucked over in any transaction because I know I do the research on everything. But we don't want to do that. Take too much time. I want to go watch TV. I want to go to the club. I I need to go eat with the girls. Man, I'm worried about myself and my business. If I can't, if I'm not intellectual about my business and what's going on, somebody will always fuck you over. That's that's it. It is what it is at the end of the day. If you don't know what's going on, somebody gonna do it for you, and they gonna fuck you over. And, it, and it's sad. And it's sad. So I, I think, well, this is what I'm implementing. And I'm about to send out a, a mass text to my family that uh, I'm going to be holding family meetings. You know, we're going to do this once a month because it, it, it'd be the small things that people get taken advantage of. Going to buy a car. You know, they got high interest rates. They don't know that everything's negotiable. Uh, getting a credit card. Um Putting your kid on um, on a, or as an authorized user on a credit card so they can build that. It'd be the simple things. Uh, well, I don't want to say simple things to us, but it's the things that they don't know that can help springboard the next generation. 
And it's just the small things that we just spend money on that is stupid and is irrelevant. And then here we are, we, we get we get taken advantage of, right, by these banks. And they look at us like that we're stupid. Just like your students experience that, oh, no, you don't want to get into real estate. And then they never heard of opposition before. So once that banker tells them why they shouldn't get into real estate, they believe them. But the banker don't own nothing but an apartment. It don't even own that. Not even so that's that. the, yeah. So that so that's the thing. So it's like, don't nobody ask the why not. Don't everybody scared to uh, everybody scared to ask why not. They have an opposing view. You don't have to run with the crowd all the time. Ask why why didn't you buy the house? You know, or was it just for you? Why wasn't it for you? Ask those questions. Those like I said before, and what I realized, the bankers and branch managers. All those banks are just retail stores. They're there to upsell you products. They do not call the shots anywhere uh, in the, of their financial institution. Everybody who calls the shots are not there. So I just I just want to have people to go into this new year with confidence going in with banking or get with somebody like Los to get you straight in, in all facets of your life financially as far as, you know, business credit and such. And don't be scared to be vulnerable. You know, don't. this is not a time to save face to where you don't want to look bad. This isn't time to be okay because you're looking bad by yourself. And you're going to be still looking bad 10 years from now because you're scared to ask a question. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. That's exactly. that's powerful. Here's the thing, man. You know, we getting ready to go into 2024, right? A lot of us have new opportunities. And listen, we got my guy, we got my guy Al in the building. We got my guy Brandon in the building. I definitely want to get their take on this. But here's the thing. We got a new opportunity, right? to go into the first quarter, aggressive, strong, competitive, right? And I want to know, Al, you know, what 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 is your take, number one, on this conversation? And also, what are some things you're preparing to make sure that, number one, you don't have to deal with stuff like this and you can be extremely competitive in 2024? I would love to get that take from you, Al. Well, B, I'm going to ask you uh, – uh, Cause I got a call before I hopped on. So I missed like the last two and a half minutes, but I want to make yeah. sure I give relative value. So I, can you uh, ask the question? Yeah, well, you know, uh, we, we, we just heard news that Navy federal is, uh, you know, they're, they're discriminating to, you know, their black applicants uh, that have similar uh, credit profile, similar money. Um, and they're not allowing them to, gain access to funding and our approach obviously is always going to be how do we make sure that we're undeniable when we walk in the bank um what are some things that we can better you know better ways that we can better prepare ourselves to be successful regardless as if they're looking at our skin or not um yeah. so what, what, what's your take on that well i think it's it's great practice to one have your pfs personal financial statement updated at all times if you are running a business you should have your books up to date um or if you're getting a personal loan your credit you got to make sure that's that's tip top and you know i want to make sure that people understand there's still going to be some banks that you know frankly you got all your stuff taken care of your credit's on point your pfs is on point uh, you got good cash reserves, you've made good decisions, and you may still get a denial. That's why it's really important to have a plethora of banks. Me personally, I have about, oof, I have a relationship with Wells Fargo, a relationship with Capital One, 
a relationship with Austin Bank, uh, a relationship with First Texas Bank, a relationship with First Horizon, um, a relationship with Chase, uh, a relationship with Regis Bank. Um, a re Oof. There's like three or four more banks I have relationships with. They all do different things. So if there's going to be some banks that, frankly, it's not the bank discriminating against you. It's the people that work for the bank or the people that work for the credit union. And so my advice is to have multiple relationships. That's really important. And as y'all guys said earlier on the call, um, you know, you really should make sure you're having a conversation and vetting the bank or the credit union before you're giving your personal information and having a credit pool just to be told no. Right. So, you know, Navy credit, hey, you know, uh, they should get whatever they should have coming to them. But that's how you fight against it, man. You got to make sure you have options. You got to make sure you know exactly what you want. Seek guidance, ask for help, and uh, good things will happen. And that was well said. Oh, no, what up, King? Exactly. What's up, man? What's up, man? I like that. I like that. Uh, seeing the sky when you drive, man. That's nice. Man. Uh, man, I, I, I'm in the car. I got a, I got a dental appointment at seven thirty, man. So you know, I appreciate the value y'all bring uh, to the community, man. Much love. Oh, for sure, for sure. Ice, what's your thoughts about all this, man? Listen, man. I, uh, about, you know your listen, man. About community first. First about community. I want to talk about that because Byron was passionate about that. And this is where I'd like to go. Prior to the pandemic. All right. And we all know what an echo chamber is when the, the information that you get is from a small group of people and you hear it over and over again and you think that's your worldview. All right. So when it comes to professional, um, successful Black people networking in my city, um, it's going to be harder to, to put that coalition together. But, when, but with Clubhouse, I got to see multiple Black people, young Black people doing well financially and professionally so that I can learn from. I'm telling you, it was a godsend to be able to see that. You see, if you can't see it, you can't be it. So it is important for you to, that community is oh so important because listen, I paid for Los's um, uh, course and I found out things that I never would have found out about credit, how to position myself when I go into the bank, I position, I went into the bank and got denied on some stuff that I wanted to do. I learned some stuff from Clubhouse. Okay. I paid for some information. And in one day, in one day, it, look, in, in, in the space of what, uh, about a half hour, here's my Chase Inc. card. Here are uh, uh, separate, look, 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 gold and platinum. I got... See, I found out if you have two LLCs, two businesses, you can get credit. The same card. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I got all of that in a space of about a half hour, Chase Inc. and American Express 
and all the benefits that go with it only because I was listening to other successful black people and I was willing to pay for a little bit of information. Now, let me get let, let me get to the other part. I've got a client that just called last night. He is in Richmond, Virginia, getting ready to move to Houston, just sold his house. Okay? And he's talking to uh the lender. He's already pre-approved for his house um in y'all <laughs> in y'all's backyard. And he called me and says, Don, I want to make sure I've been watching your videos. He's he's one of my clients. And he says, you know what? When they were telling me stuff, I was ready for them. I says, uh, sir, you know, you can buy down your rate. He says, nope, I don't want to buy down the rate because I can do better with this rate. And they said, well, you know, you can refinance later. He says, no, nope, if I can afford this payment, I'm much better off here than if I should refinance because if you, no, I, I need you to, to just listen to this and tell me if it makes sense. If you're saving money by refinancing, then who's losing money? Why would your bank come to you and say, let's save you some money and you refinance your loan? They're making money. That's why. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All we have to do is ask some simple questions. Because, listen, if it sounds like or if it feels like you're saving money, then I'm telling you, you're not. The bank is making you money because Byron said it. Listen, they're not in the they're not your friend. It's a business. And so if they're offering you something that sounds good, I'm telling you, it's making them money. You just need to find out how it's making you money. So he has an opportunity to put a lot of money down on his new house. He's only going to put enough down on his new house so that the payment will fit into his uh, into his preferred budget, all right? He could afford to put a whole lot more down, but he knows that you never, ever, 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 ever put a large down payment on a house or a car. You never, ever, get anything less than a 30-year loan because you can pay it off in seven if you choose to. Um, so if you if you um, looking, he says, uh, no, do you want to buy down the rate? He says, absolutely not. I don't want to buy down the rate. So all the things that they're trained to sell you. Now, I, I can, can I can I give you just one? Can I give you just one last thing? Because it doesn't. Nothing, man. You've been okay, here, here it is. Why would a bank OK, if you look at the difference between a seven and a half percent loan on a mortgage and a five and a half percent loan on a mortgage, there could be as much as uh, when you look at the total interest cost on the mortgage, there could be as much as two hundred thousand dollars difference on the total amount of the loan for 30 years. I want you to understand me at five and a half percent. You're going overall, there is could be a, a 200, you could have $200,000 less than at a seven and a half percent. Okay. So if the bank stands to lose $200,000 on the five and a half percent loan, why would they sell you two points for 12 to $15,000? Why would they sell you? 
why would they say, listen, you can buy this lower rate for $15,000 so we can turn around and lose $200,000. Come on, people, let's do the math, okay? There's something going on here that we don't know about because if they're offering it, listen, how many of you are in business? How many of you are in business right now? You can put a number five in the chat and they say, listen, I'm in business. So I'm going to ask you, all you business people, if you have a product on your shelf, if you have a product or a service that's not selling, how long are you going to keep trying to sell it? If it's not you making, get rid of it. exactly, if it's not making the bank money, they're not going to offer you a 15-year mortgage if it's not off if it's not making the bank money. And here's the last thing I'm going to tell you about this. Just think about it. Just think about it. You don't need permission to have a 15-year mortgage. If you have a 30-year mortgage and you don't know anything about the pill method, you don't know anything about interest cancellation, you want a 15-year mortgage, just figure out what the 15-year payment would be and start making it. What would the 15-year payment be on this mortgage? Just stick it in a, a, a free amortization schedule you can find anywhere online. Find out what the 15-year payment would be on your mortgage and start making it. You don't need permission. You don't need to refinance into a 15-year. It's just a way for them to make money. And besides, if you have a 30-year mortgage with a 15-year and you make the 15-year payment, if things get tight, you can always drop back to your original 30-year payment. If you get, if you refinance into a 15-year mortgage, you're stuck with that higher payment. And there's nowhere to go if things get tight. Listen, folks, stop Listen. letting Listen. Bank, you think. What would you say? I said you dropping some gems because I'm happy you said that because when people go to refinance, us as minorities, we're looking at one thing. Payment. What is the payment? Same with cars, same with with houses. And we, like I said earlier, you go into this not educated, somebody will always fuck you over if you're not educated. That's all you're looking at the payments, you're not looking at the interest, you're not looking at the total loan amount, you're looking at, oh, my payments will go down $300, let's do it. And you get fucked over every time because you gotta realize a 30 year market is front loaded with interest. So your payment may go down $300, but now you're paying, if you're paying $600, now you're paying $550 in interest. And your your principal is only going going down fifty dollars a month. We got to make sure we're doing the upfront education and research before we just start committing to things just because it sounds good. Yes, listen, I gotta ask the I gotta ask the question, you know, and and please forgive me if if, if it sounds bad. Are we getting denied at the banks because of our skin color, or are we being denied because? We're not prepared. Ooh. I just got to ask the question. Oh, y'all put it in the chat, man. What's your thoughts? Yeah. Not prepared or skin color? I'm going to say in the Navy Federal case, it's definitely skin color. Uh, <laughs> definitely skin color because they they put out facts and I look, researched it. Um, there was people who were white that was making sixty six thousand dollars a year getting approved for more mortgages than people than black people who was making $140,000 a year. We're talking about 700 plus credit scores. So 
there was a lot of discrepancy going on there. And then, you know, uh, shout out to Texas, uh, shout out to the people of Texas, but the other folk, uh, we know David Federal is based in Texas. And, you know, a lot of them don't like really, you know, most people, uh, you know, the only black part of Texas is Houston. Sorry. Here's the thing though. Here's the thing though. I do want to say this. I do want to say this and shout out to my guy, Freddie. I mean, I mean, we got Freddie in the building. We got my guy Welby in the building. I definitely got to get his take on this. This is going to be amazing. Um, as well, you know, um, here's the thing, you know, it's a thin line, you know, just, just to kind of highlight, I know that, uh, matter of fact, we don't have too many, too many responses in the chat. I would love for you guys to put the responses in right after you hit the like button. So right after you hit yeah. the like button, go yeah. ahead and let us know if we like are unprepared, <laughs> if we Still unprepared or, or, or it's skin color. I want to know, uh, skin color. Just put that in the chat. Just put skin color. Or unprepared. Because here's the thing. I want to highlight something. It does not take a lot to be unprepared. It doesn't take a lot to be unprepared. But we're going to go ahead and go to a quick break. And then we're going to come back and hear what Freddie and my guy Welby has to say about this particular topic. I think it's going to be phenomenal. So let's go ahead and go to a uh, break. But go ahead and put your response in the chat if you can real quick. Uh, uh, matter of fact, if it, it'd be nice if we can even put a poll up. We can put a poll up. I would love to get uh, you guys' opinion on this. What's up, y'all? So most people struggle with sales. A lot of us in real estate, and we struggle with our sales. We struggle with follow-up. We struggle with leads. And we're just basically missing out on deals. For me, I just got on Taskify CRM. They send messages out for you. And look, a lot of us have work. When you get off of work, you have hot leads ready for you. Make sure you check out Taskify CRM. I'm telling you, it automatically replies for you. And look. It sends you multiple messages, like we're talking about drip, drip campaigns, so you're not missing up on the lead follow-up. So make sure you check out Taskify CRM. Use coupon code NoStingyEnergy to get 10% off. I'm about to show y'all inside my CRM so I can see how it really works. Make sure y'all check it out. Peace. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, Welby, what's, what's your thoughts, uh, number one, on this news being that um, we just heard that Navy Federal has been discriminating against, uh, you know, a lot of their black applicants. Uh, what's your take on that? And shout out to uh, Lois for the super chat. Appreciate, Appreciate that. that. Appreciate that. What's your take on that, uh, uh, Welby and Freddie? I want to definitely get you guys' opinion on that. Um, I'm, I don't, I'm surprised that so many people are surprised that this is still going on. Mm. I'm not surprised at all. Um, and I think that uh, we all face it because um, some of the scrutiny that I even will go through, you know, my, I got an 800 plus credit score. I got plenty of money in the bank when I'm acquiring my properties and stuff. And sometimes the level of scrutiny that you go through, you, you get baffled at the fact that you're still dealing with these type of things. Um, so I'm, I'm more surprised that people are surprised that this is still going on. What do you think? What do you think is contributing to it? Do you think that we can do things well, being your opinion, to better prepare ourselves to fight this fight, um, or do you feel like it's just it's just inherently in the system, and it's just going to continue to happen whether you're prepared or not? Um, I mean, there's definitely things that we can do to be better prepared. Obviously, uh, credit plays a major part. So let's start being mindful about credit. Let's start being mindful of the, the things that we're spending our credit on, especially when you're setting yourself up in preparation to acquire a home. 
you know so i think that um financial literacy is something that 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 should be dived into a lot more through the process of being prepared but then at the same time systematically i think we'd be fooling ourselves if we want to believe that um when they're asking these certain questions in the application that these things are not coming up as a uh, as a a flag for them to maybe dive in deeper to this person that's acquiring or looking to acquire this mortgage you know so um i, I mean it's definitely within the system that is still going on mm. what are you doing uh well be to prepare yourself in 2024 to be more competitive i know that you are in a slightly different situation because you do have money in the bank. You do have a great credit score. You do own property. But what are some of the things that you're looking to, I guess, prepare yourself for going into 2024 to be extremely more competitive for the things that you want to get accomplished? Well, well, the, the, what you're asking is, 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 has been a thing that I've been working on for, for years because you know the story I shared with you about being in the business starting in 2003, 2004, and I share about my ups and my downs, my pitfalls, my mistakes, et cetera. And, um, and, uh, what I've, what I've done is for example, now 2024, I'm like super excited about it because I believe the opportunities that are coming, that are going to be coming are the opportunities that we all have been waiting for. So during, during the last eight years, 10 years, you know, I flip a lot of houses. I, I, I took the monies I made from the flips and I utilized that money to continue buying me um, income producing properties like rental, rental properties, multifamilies. And now um, the position I'm in now, I got a ton of line of credits. I got a ton of home equity line of credits. I got a ton of, of uh, relationships with private money lenders, tons of relationships with hard money lenders. And then I also stacked up my own money. So I'm in, I am I put myself in a position that um, when opportunities with these properties pop up, I'm going to be in the forefront to be able to acquire that property in a multitude of ways to be the, the, the to be the person that that seller wants to sell to because I'm, I'm cutting out a lot of the red tape. So that's what I've been that what I've been working on for years to be prepared for the situation that's that's upon us now. Mm. Freddie, what's your take on this conversation? I know we got Freddie in here. Um, Freddie, what's your take on this conversation? And uh, 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 what are you doing to prepare yourself uh, in these times? Do we have Freddie? I think you got to unmute. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. I wouldn't expect a female voice. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, my take on it is, um, well, it was pretty shocking because maybe federal should be for the people, and oh, did you mute? I think you muted yourself, Freddie. Sound like she's getting under car or something. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll come back to yeah, Freddie. We'll yeah. Um, and so okay, so let's 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 go back to Welby real quick. So so number one, you are positioning yourself to be able to get lines of credit. You are definitely working with private money. Uh, how are you sourcing private money, by the way? Because a lot of people, uh, when they hear that, they think automatically they get intimidated and they think that okay, that maybe that's just not for me. Uh, what, how are you sort uh sourcing private money? yourself uh will be well really to be honest with you it's just the relationships that i've built over over 
over the years and then also the track record. And um, when people understand how to um, identify and uh, identify potential deals and then be able to properly articulate to uh, people that are that have money that are looking to park their money in in in, uh, in better situations. When you are able to articulate and break down to them why this is a great opportunity for you, when you could explain it to them in detail, people will throw money at you. You know, so so the 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 money is in the deal, in the potential deal. So if you have a viable deal, the money part is easy. Mm. Mm. I love that. I love that. So, O'Neill, I know that you uh, are big in the space as well. What are some things that you feel that we need to do to better position ourselves, number one, to be able to buy, acquire assets, do deals with or without big banks, right? What are some other sources that people can utilize in order to, 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 uh, to level up, in your opinion? Man, if you're trying to get in business, you got to be nice with your words. You got to be educated. You can you can do any business without having great credit, without having money, without having a great tax return. But you got to be able to speak to people. You got to uh, meet people where they are. You got to solve the problem. Like you can buy houses all day long without using a bank. You can buy houses all day long without pulling your credit. But if you don't know what the, the proper things to say on the phone, you don't know how to target those people's problems. It, it never work for you. You can you can use private money. You know, private money is just getting money from, like, let's just say I'm borrowing 60000 buying. If I'm highly qualified, I know what I'm talking about, I'm educated, I know what I'm doing, buying going to give me the money. But, of course, it may cost me a little bit more than going somewhere else, but at the end of the day, I'm still reaching the goal that I want to reach. I'm buying the house that I want to buy. I potentially make twenty, thirty thousand. 30000 I may have to pay them a little bit more interest. At the end of the day, it don't matter. I got to start where I am. If I'm not qualified to go get a mortgage from the bank, I got to start where I am. I got to seek other money. I got to seek hard money because I don't have my shit together. But once I get my stuff together, I'm still educated. I can still use Byron, not to use the local bank. But that starts by us educating ourselves wherever we're trying to go. You can do any business in your current position that you're in now. It's just you got to leverage where you are now. You may have the job, right? You make it a W-2. Now you know I'm making the same check every two every two weeks. So now I got to tell myself, well, maybe I got to see where all my money is going. Maybe I need to I need to pull back on buying some clothes. I need to pull back from going eat out. I need to pull back from buying my kids stuff and put that extra money towards me fixing my credit so I can get better credit. So at the end of the day, it's all about discipline. How bad do you want it? Most people want stuff so bad, they say they want it bad, but they really don't because they don't do what it needs, what needs to be done to get where they're trying to go. You can have a lot of, you can have a, a horrible job, a job that you hate. You know, you're only working 30 hours a week, but you have a lot of time. You can leverage your time to somebody that don't have that much time. Y'all can become partners. You have to use what you have to an advantage. Most people don't do that. You find excuses why you can't do it when you can do it. And that's, a, that's what I got to say about that, Brian. You can buy assets, don't matter what level you're at. You just got to leverage what you have to make it an asset to somebody else and yourself. I want to kind of highlight something uh, and I want to pass it over to, I think we got Gigi uh, in, in the building as well. And then I'm, and then I want to uh, also go back to Don uh, on some things, but uh, it was a couple of things and, and you almost kind of listed what I would consider like an algorithm. Right. And I want everybody to pay attention to this. Matter of fact, while you're paying attention to this, go ahead and hit the like button. 
go ahead and hit the like button so we can send this out because we want to grow the community. Um, because that way we can start networking more and more with people all across the world, uh, all looking for the same things that you're looking for, right? So hit the thumbs up. Uh, that's going to help push the video out um, to more let's people. Get that, it, let's that, get that it to 50, like man. Let's, let's have the target go together. Let's get it to 50 likes, man. Yeah, just 50 y'all, likes. Y'all ain't doing your thing on that, man. Come on now. Yes, indeed. Show us some love. Yes, indeed. So so you mentioned a, a, a bit of an algorithm, right? And so the way I want to kind of source this out is if you don't have the money right now, you don't have any money, you don't have good credit, what are your options? What are your options? Okay, so number one is you 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 want to look at creative finance as a potential uh, uh, option, right? Because creative finance don't necessarily require you to have uh, all of the money in the world to be able to get into a property, even if it's your personal residence, okay? I need you to pay attention to me. So that's our first step. Right now, if it was me, I would look at getting my liquid up, getting my liquid up by utilizing creative financing or maybe some wholesaling, right? To better position myself to be able to 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 be able to make bigger moves, right? Now, once you get your credit halfway decent, right? You get your credit halfway decent. Maybe you've gotten a couple of deals under your belt. Then you want to start transitioning to your hard money plays. Right. Hard money is going to open up different plays for you to be able to buy and transact on deals. Right. Because now you got a decent credit. You may not you may not have all the experience in the world, but you've done a couple of deals right now. You're in the realm of hard money. Right now, once you've done a couple hard money deals and you got a track record again, you need to have track record. You need to have confidence about what you're doing, how you're moving in the marketplace, then you want to start uh, uh, positioning yourself to putting that stuff out on social media. Not the conversation. No, we don't want to put conversation on social media. We want to put the actual product projects on social media. We want to put the projects that we actually putting in work on on social media. And then we want to start sourcing what we call private money, right? Private money is always going to be typically attracted to track record. They don't give a damn about credit as much as they give a damn about your track record. They want to know that if I give you my money, can you produce? Can you perform? Right? Uh, and so so that's that's your next level. So once you start getting that piece together, that's when you start working in the private money world. Right? Now, the next level is once you got your credit together, you've made you some money. You've made you some money. You got private money on deck. You got hard money on deck, right? And you halfway even look at them, they begging you at this point, right? I'm, I'm, I'm just speaking from, from experience. When you when you got your credit right, you got you some, 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 some projects under your belt, you've done a couple of deals, you've made some money, hard money lenders are going to beg you to do your deals. They're going to be calling you. They're going to be cold calling you. Your credit is on point. Uh, uh, you, you got a track record. You got some deeds under your name. They're going to call you at this point. Right. And your next level, when them, them hard money lenders are calling you, soliciting you for business, that's when you know it's time for you to start getting bank ready. That's when you know it's time for you to start getting bank ready. And when you're getting bank ready, what you want to do is you want to go inside of this bank. Right. And you want to start interviewing these banks, interviewing the banks. No, not the other way around. They're not interviewing you. You are interviewing them. You are interviewing them to find out exactly. You want to find out exactly what products they have for you and how you can leverage these products to better your specific situation. Mind you, 
Each bank is going to have their own criteria as to what they want to work with you on. Let's say, for instance, Navy Federal may give you the loan for the car, but they may not want to give you the loan for the house. Wells Fargo may want to give you the line of credit, but they may not want to give you the line of the, the, the money to do your fix and flip. Right. And you have to know that going into the dough. And then once you start knowing that, compile this data, get yourself some type of a spreadsheet. Put yourself a spreadsheet together. OK, so Wells Fargo, Wells Fargo is willing to give me this, but they ain't willing to talk to me on this. Fine. Fine. I accept this reality. Uh, Navy Federal is willing to give me the money on this, but they ain't willing to give me this. Fine. I accept this reality. What is the next step? Right. And then we just start moving from step to step to better position ourselves to be able to get that, 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 that all of the money, whether it be from private uh, bank, uh, 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 hard money um, or whatever it may be. And you'll recognize over time that it will fit those situations differently. But uh, I want to get, I want to get who we got in here. We got Gigi in here and we got, uh, we got, we got my guy Welby in here. I want to know what's your take on what I just said, Welby, number one. And then I want to go to Gigi and then I want to pivot to Don on how we can attack this, this, this interest rate that we've been hearing about. Um, first off, I love everything that you said, and you got me super excited because uh, um, there's been this 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 false information that's been provided to people telling people that you don't need money to invest in real estate. And I always ask people that 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 have been told that how's that been working out for you? And when you speak to the majority of the people, it does not work because you need money to invest in real estate. Money comes in a multitude of ways. It could come from your good credit that you're leveraging. It could come because you got a rich uncle. It could come, which most people should be utilizing, is through your employment. It could be that you hit the lottery. But the bottom line is you need money to invest in real estate. Another thing that you said, which I loved, the tail end of what you said, was about you interviewing the banks. People all have to understand that the banks need you more than you need the banks. There are, there are more banks that are willing to give you money than there are people that are qualified to the point that, that, that they can um, be accepting of the money. So if you put yourself in a position where your credit is on point, your history is on point, you are a man or a woman of your word um, um, and completing the task at hand, these people will throw money at you. I have my phone ringing constantly from hard money lenders, private money lenders trying to throw money at me because there's not enough sufficient deals out there for them to move their money around to make money off of that money. So if you follow what uh, Byron said, that's the blueprint right there. Love it. Love it. Love it. Gigi, what's your thoughts on this conversation? It's Gigi with us. Gigi not with us. Gigi not with us. Cool. All right. So I want to I want to pivot. I want to pivot real quick. Oh, and I want to talk about, you know, here's the thing. We just found out, we just found out that the banks are not our friends, right? We just found out that the banks are not our friends. And if we're being honest, we've known that the banks have not been our friends for a very, very long time, right? And my thing is this. How long are we going to beg folk to be our friends? 
instead of positioning ourselves to benefit off of them not wanting them necessarily to be our friends, right? And we need to start doing things like this because this right here, what we're going to talk about, what Don is going to bring up is how we can stop letting the people who are not our friends stop participating in all of the benefits of our friendship, right? Without having to give us that same benefit of the doubt coming in, right? Uh, when we trying to build that friendship, right? So why are we going to reward them, reward them with more and more of our money when they act funny with us, when we going in to try to get the money to better ourselves, so this is the, the 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 way that I think we should be responding. We need to not only go in and be better prepared, but we we need to also prepare ourselves to pay less to them on the opposite end whenever we do business with them. Don, can you kind of give us some insight on what it looks like when we not only are better prepared, but also we position ourselves to win with their money after they even give us the money, since we found out that they're not our friends anyway, right? Can we talk about that? Certainly, but I, I've got a, just a quick question. When was the last time you were denied a loan? Me personally, it's been a minute. It's there been a go. minute, I ain't gonna lie. It's there been you a go. minute. Uh, O'Neal, same thing. It's a, you, no, can't, uh, you can't position yourself so that when you go in, Listen, I don't get up. You don't get up in the morning saying, I hope I get this money. <laughs> you know, I know I'm going to get that money. I know I'm going to get that there. money. There you go. And we can listen. You can put yourself in that position. And then when you get the money and um, and I listen, I don't. Please don't think that I am looking down on people who teach you how to get the money. OK, but getting the money is just half the story. Okay. So when is the last time you paid retail for anything? Anything. It's been a minute. Okay. So when you buy a car, do you pay for what? Well, for, for, I pay retail for anything but real estate. Okay. I pay retail for some other stuff. You, you pay sticker for the car? You pay sticker? I'm going to try not to. Exactly. All right. But when it goes to that money, Byron, we pay sticker price for the money. Sometimes sticker. we say hide and sticker. Mm. Yeah. Sticker price. Whatever they're asking, we get because we're just so thankful to get it. So Ooh, let me give you some, let me give you some examples here. Okay. And we're going to take a look at some. I'm going to blow up some myths if I can. Uh, right now I have a a, a four a four hundred and twenty thousand dollar mortgage at seven percent. This is how much interest they stand to make on this loan. $585,000 in interest on this loan. Do you know how I know they're going to get it? Because nine out of 10 people you know have never paid out off a mortgage. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how old they are. Nine out of 10 people that you know have never paid off a mortgage and will never pay off a mortgage. Right, And so they're going to get this money and more. So why would they turn around and say, give me an extra $12,000, $15,000, okay? They're going to get that, and I'll sell you an interest rate for 5%. I'm going to sell that to you. 
So now we're looking at a total of 391,000, okay? 391,000 versus 585,000. Why would a bank take 12 to $15,000 from you so that they can make what? What is that? <laughs> to over $200,000 less? Does it make, does it, does it, does, does it financially make sense for them to do that? So what is the reason why they're doing that? Well, because at the higher interest rate, at the higher interest rate um, of, of um, 7%, this is my principal payment. It's $344.27. So for every one of these I give the bank, I don't have to pay this interest. Okay, if I if I make my regular payment, I can give them three hundred and forty six dollars extra and I don't have to pay that interest. And my next payment is on line three or I can give them about a thousand dollars Add up, make my payment, give them about a thousand dollars. That's his next three principal payments and knock off the next three payments. And my next mortgage payment is here. But at the lower interest rate, look at my principal payment now. The people who own the bank understand this. Now I have to come up with $500 to eliminate a whole line off my, off my mortgage. And so when you lower the interest rate, you make it harder to save money on this loan. And the bank knows that. If the bank didn't know that, they wouldn't be offering it to you through um, their employees who don't know how an amortization schedule actually works. Okay. Now I'm going to give you a little bit of advice and that's for anybody that's talking about finances at all. Whatever they're saying, if it sounds good, make them show you the numbers to prove what they're saying. I can't stress that enough. Make them prove what they're saying by showing you the numbers. I can show you the numbers and see, here's why I'm telling you, remember what I was saying about getting a 15, a refinancing to a 15 year mortgage. All right. Do you know, I can, I can change this number. All right. Let me, let me duplicate this tab. I'm going to change this number to 180. Okay. This is a 30 year mortgage, but I just changed this to 180. That's 15. That that's 15 years. Here is my 15-year payment. I can start making that. If I have a 30-year mortgage and if I can afford it, I can start making that payment immediately. I don't need permission to have a 15-year mortgage. Now, when is the last time you heard somebody say that? Just start making this payment if that's what you want. But if I want, if I want, if things get tight, I can always drop back to this payment because that's my 30-year payment. But if you refinance to this loan, you're stuck here. Does that make sense, everybody? So if you want to save money, if you want to save money, put yourself in a position to save money. Am I saying get the highest interest rate available? No. Am I saying stay away from trying to get the lowest interest rate available? I am saying that. I don't need the lowest interest rate available. I don't want that. I want the right interest rate for me 
to put me in a position so that with my discretionary income, I can pay the bank when I want to, instead of on their schedule. On their schedule, on their schedule, to get $344 worth of equity on their schedule, guess what it cost me? $2,450. Why do I want to pay $2,450 to get $344 worth of potential equity? I don't. But guess what? If I prepay this, if I pay it early on my own schedule, I get this equity for free. It's not a little bit less. It's totally free because I don't have to give them this much interest to get this now. That's, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. That's how simple this thing is to save money. If you go in, you know, I I, I taught this to a, um, I'm sitting in to a, a, a vice president's office at a local bank here in Huntsville. And I showed him something like this. And he says, you know what, we're, we're, we're saving up, you know, I, I'm putting away $36,000 in my bank account um, just because I want to cover, you know, um, you know, a few months worth of bills in case I lose my job. And I said, well, why would you do that? OK, why would you do that? He says, well, because um, I, I need some cash available. I said, well, you could take that $36,000. Do you see where it says cumulative principle here and cumulative interest? Take that $36,000 that you're trying to save up, put it on your mortgage, and look what it does to this mortgage. $36,000. $36,000. Look what it does. We'll save $193,000 interest. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Why would you have $36,000 sitting in the bank making one-tenth of 1% one <laughs> just wow. in case something goes wrong? Now, I said, now he says, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to do if I, if I, if I, if I, if I need the cash? I said, well, do, do you need the money right now? He says, no. I said, well, you're in the perfect position being at the bank. You're the perfect position to get money because you don't need it. So can you get a line of credit now for at least this much money? He says, yeah, I can get a line of credit. I said, okay. So if you get a line of credit, then um how much are you paying for that line of credit i said well i ain't paying anything for it because i didn't borrow any of it it cost me nothing so you're telling me you have 36 you can have thirty-six thousand dollars available to you that cost you nothing just in case something happens which it probably won't <laughs> wow you it won't be a thirty-six thousand dollar problem it may be a hundred uh you know hundred dollar uh two thousand dollar problem so he's exactly great. Exactly. So let's but you just save yourself one hundred and ninety three thousand dollars. Let's just say you have a problem that costs you thirty six thousand. OK, you lose your job for a few months and you got to borrow all thirty six thousand dollars. All right. So here's what you're doing. <laughs> this is and this is crazy. Watch this. We're going to put the thirty six thousand dollars into the amortization schedule. I borrowed all thirty six thousand dollars. OK. 36,000. All right. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it at, I'm going to keep it at 7%. I borrowed $36,000 and I'm going to give myself five years to pay it back. Five whole years to pay this money back. All right. My payment on this 
is $832, which I could easily make. This guy could easily do this. But look, if if he didn't pay, if he didn't accelerate this, look, look, look at the total interest paid. The reason why we don't want to borrow money for emergencies is because we don't want to pay the interest. So in other words, what he's saying is, I would rather pay this not to borrow the money. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Then to pay this to borrow the money. Wow. Tell me That's why that crazy. makes sense. We Yo, if, if, you, if you're learning something right now, put some flames in the chat, man, because this is yeah, my man. Put some flames in the chat, man. It cost me $5,600 to borrow the money at full price. And I don't want to borrow the money because I don't want to pay interest. But I could take that $36,000, put it on my mortgage, and knock off 82 payments and save $193,000. This is what's going on every single day. Every single day. Mm. All right? And I'll show you, And I'll show you something else about refinancing when you don't have to refinance to take cash out if you're going to invest it to do something else with do not refinance to take cash out to buy stuff don't refinance to pay off higher interest debt don't do it don't ever do it because when you refinance this loan i got this loan at seven percent i could get it i could get it at five Okay, I could get it at five here. All right. All right. But it's going to cost me $10,000 in closing costs to get this loan at five now if I want to refinance it. What does it cost to pay off just the first $10,000 at 5%? It costs $34,000 in interest just to pay off the $10,000 in closing costs you rolled into this loan. That's a 340% interest rate on a $10,000 loan for 20 months. This is what's being done to us because we don't know how this thing works. Byron, I got this book from you. I bought it. I can't listen. I got on a plane. Yes. I got a hotel room. Okay. And I, I paid for the course and I got the book and I'm learning stuff. I'm learning stuff. Okay. But because of that, because of that, what, I do, what I'm doing is I'm going to save money in the future because of the money I spent today. So what are we learning? I'm learning how to, uh, to structure a deal. I'm learning how not to pay um, a retail for the house that I buy. I, I want to make sure that um, on the house that I buy and my construction costs, I want to keep it under a certain percentage. So when I go to get go to the bank, I can always get my money back out. All right. But here's the thing. I'm learning a lot about real estate. But what do I know? What class did I ever have to understand the most ubiquitous financial tool on the planet is the amortized loan and we have never had a class on it ever. Anybody here that's ever had a class ex ex other than mine <laughs> on how this thing actually works, you know, put a seven in the chat if you, if, you, if you had a class on how this works and how to beat it. Why are we going to the bank 
at all trying to borrow money and the very system in which they are uh, are, 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 are raping us with, we know absolutely nothing about. Nothing. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what is the effective what is the effective interest rate on a 7% interest mortgage? Oh, what is the effective? (laughs) (laughs) This is powerful. I need everybody to pay attention to this because we got to understand at the end of the day, I told y'all we ain't got no friends. We ain't got no friends. So ain't no sense in even playing that game. Right. So we need to be playing for keeps, especially being that we are trying to advance in this country. It's just real talk. So what is the effective interest rate on what a lot of people are considering 7% loans? This is this is what we've referred to in the pill method as financial violence. Mm. Okay. 7%, 7% really means that this number that they're going to get $585,000 interest on a $420,000 loan, this number is actually 139.5% of the money borrowed, 139.5%. It has, it's nowhere near 7%. If anybody wants to know how in the world the bank does this, I can show you in just a couple of minutes. How does the bank charge this kind of interest every single month? They take, they take you the um put my calculator on the screen here. They take the 7% interest rate, 7%, and divide it by 12. That's the number they use. They take this number and divide it by, and and multiply it by the $420,000 times $420,000 equals $2,450 that is the very first interest payment. Mm. They take the interest rate divided by 12 and they multiply that they multiply that by whatever know. your balance is every single month. So, what is this 30-year mortgage? It is not one mortgage. Because of how they set it up, it's 360 separate mortgages every single month. Damn. It's a brand new mortgage every month because see here here's here's how it goes down. Oh, well I I paid I paid my I paid on the mortgage. I put three hundred forty four dollars on my mortgage. I gave them twenty four hundred and fifty dollars to process the payment. <laughs> okay, and this is and I still I still owe this. And so now they're going to take one twelfth of my interest rate, multiply it by this. And now my next interest payment is less than $3 than the first. That's what's going on. We need a whole class on the very system that's charging us money, especially real estate investors. Real estate investors need to stop ignoring the interest cost on these loans as the cost of doing business. If you're trying to lower the cost everywhere else, why not lower the cost here and make more profit? Wow. What's your thoughts on that, O? 
It's mind blowing because we paying way too much for the money that we buying. So I'm thinking about like, if I got an extra three thousand, I might as well put it towards my mortgage because I'm saving money. You know what I'm saying? So if you got extra money per month, well, you might as well throw it towards your mortgage because like they raping us for real with no lube. Like, <laughs> listen, it's it's, it's dry. It's hurt. <laughs> see <laughs> it's, you, know it's you want to you want to now we're going to break it down even more okay and here's the last piece of the puzzle whatever money you spend you want to get the biggest bang for your buck throwing money at your loan but not knowing what you're getting for it is a huge huge mistake every one of us and, that, and somebody may be listening to this and says, I pay extra on my mortgage every single month. I said, well, great. How much interest did you save last month when you did that? The answer will come back, I don't know. And that's a problem. If you don't know how much interest you're saving with your money, then how can you optimize or do better with the money that you have? You need to know what you're getting so that you can optimize. You can't optimize what you cannot measure. And the whole thing here, ladies and gentlemen, is that we have been taught not to measure our results when we do something. We're taught that. So we're, we're true. We're, listen, we're truly okay with paying that extra hundred or 500 or even a thousand dollars a month on the mortgage. You're truly okay with that. And the bank never has sent you a receipt saying, thank you very much for this payment. Here's what you received for your money. We don't do that anywhere else except in banking because we're conditioned to give them money without knowing what we're getting for it. And it's time out. It's time out for that. We need to stop it. Whew. My God. How, how, how you feel about this, Byron? <laughs> You know, uh, it's it's wonderful insight because at the end of the day, right? Um, why should Bro, we, we give banks that don't halfway want to give us money, want to treat us funny when we walk into their establishment? Why do we want to give them any extra money? Why don't we want to position ourselves to be able to pay less interest over time, right? Because the way the system is set up right now is it's set up in a convenient way for you to pay double, if not more than double, the amount of your house in interest over 30 years. Why are you going to go in there and, and apply uh, to them people program when they halfway don't even want to give you the money to even be a part of the program to begin with? Why not position yourself in a position of power? OK, you want to act like that? Cool. Well, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to pay uh, 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 a little by little to decrease the amount of money that I'm overall paying you over time. And instead of paying you uh, uh, double what I pay for this house, I may pay you, you know, uh, I don't know, tens of thousands of dollars in interest opposed to paying you hundreds of thousands, if not more. On, in interest over time. So that's that's my take on it. I think we need to be thinking strategically, how can we save more money, right? And be more savvy investors overall. That's my take on that. 
you know. I want to know what the people think, man. Somebody come up that's in the audience. We want to hear what y'all got to say. Listen, somebody somebody um, on one of my examples, somebody put in the chat that I put 50 payments instead of 60. They were exactly right. The payment would be $712. Okay, not 800. I put 50 in by mistake because I have fat fingers. That's that's all that happened. <laughs> uh, shout out to bugs and bites, man. <laughs> so thank you for Appreciate pointing it. that out, Kimberly. <laughs> yes, indeed. Shout out to bugs, like bugs and for bites. the super chat. Appreciate yes, all indeed. of the super chats. But I want to hear. I want to hear. So so does it does it make sense to recash your mortgage? Is it better? Is it a better option than refinancing to lower your monthly payment? Can you tackle that piece? Because I know you've spoken about that um, before, Don, about you don't even think that we should do a refi. Is that is that correct? Unless we're pulling some money out to run some other place. I think place. you're on mute. Exactly, exactly, exactly. We, we, listen, whatever you're doing, you want to make sure that you can, you want to look long-term. What is going to be my overall cost on this. Okay. We want something quick and easy. We want what's called a heuristic or a, um, um, a rule of thumb. We want to do the one thing and there is no, here is the one thing to do. There is something to do with every single situation that you may be in and the situation may change. So the very thing you're doing this month, you may not do three months from now. So trying to find out the one thing to do is the wrong way to look at it. If the, if the mortgage that you're paying or your car loan is constantly changing and the bank has a way to make sure that they can extract the maximum amount of interest from you, no matter how much you owe, then your, re, that, then you, the, your function would be, what is the main thing I need to do this month? Okay, so let, 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 and I'll give you an and I'll give you an example. All right, I got a client. I got a client who is making more money now, and because of the money he's making now than when he first started our program, he is he's going to pay off his last two hundred and sixty thousand dollars that he owes in three and a half years, and he's only going to pay sixteen thousand dollars in interest. Our program told him that based on how much money he's making now. All right. He, he was surprised to hear me say, you're paying off the house too fast and you're not paying enough interest. He says, well, what do you mean? I said, now, let's tell the program you're making $2,000 a month less. The program comes back, recalculates and says, now you're going to get out of debt in six and a half years, not three and a half. You're going to pay $20,000 in interest, not 16000 He says, how is that better? I said, well, to get out of debt in three and a half years, you have to put that $2,000 back into your budget. He says, yes. I said, that's 36 months plus six months. That's 42 months times $2,000 a month. That's $84,000 of your hard-earned money put into debt reduction so that you can save $4,000 in interest. Is that how you want to spend your money? He says, no. I says, well, why do you want to pay off the house in three and a half years? He says, because I want to build another house. I says, well, build the house now. He says, well, I don't have the money. I was putting everything into this into uh, into this house to pay it off early. 
I said, yeah, you got it. Get a go ahead and get a, a line of credit. Go get a HELOC. There's your down payment and build the house that you want. Now put your money, your extra money towards that house. And between both houses on this program with a, a renter in the old house, he's going to pay off both in, in under 10 years. And, and he just built a $700,000 house by the time it was done because of construction delays and, um, um, you know, the, the, to be able to get um, the, um, you know, the stuff he needed to, to finish building the house. With so many delays, by the time it was done, the house next door to him sold for $900,000. Wow. $700,000 house next door to him sold for $900,000 because it was when, the, you know, the time was going crazy and everything was going up. So he was so glad that he did this. So, so there is a point at which the, uh, the point I'm trying to make here is there's a point at which more is too much. You don't want to put the wrong amount at the wrong time because the amount of interest that you can save per dollar starts to go down when you pay too much at the wrong time. Mm. We understand the law of diminished return in anything we're doing. We understand it, except when it comes here. When it comes to borrowing and paying back money, we think the whole idea is um, if we have the money, pay the loan off as fast as we can. No. The thing you want to do is pay off the loan as cheaply as you can. How do I pay the least amount of money to the bank to acquire the same asset? My God. Listen, um, <laughs> if you haven't already, make sure you hit the like button. We have 55 likes. We can try to get that thing to 60 in the next couple of minutes. That'd be absolutely phenomenal. But here's the deal. We have Bria. We have Bria in the queue right now. I would definitely love to hear what she has taken from this conversation. And does she have anything to add to this particular conversation? Bria, are you with us right now? Is Bria with us? Oh, she's no longer with us. She's no longer with us. Did she poof disappear? Yeah. My God, could have got a little nervous, you know. Yeah, probably okay. got a little nervous. Like, wait a minute, so, this yeah. ain't for me. This ain't for me. <laughs> Listen, if you are wanting to join in on this conversation, you have questions, please either put them in the chat or if you are, if you have a decent mic setup, go ahead and join the live stream. You ain't got to be scared. Ain't nobody gonna bite you up here. Um, we 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 want to hear from you. But but here's the deal. So so what I'm hearing, if I'm hearing this correctly, Don, you're saying that I don't necessarily have to uh, do a refi. I'm really better off just doing a line of credit, a HELOC, if I want to invest in that new property, because the amount of interest that I'm going to save by doing it that way is 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 night and day. Is that what I'm hearing? You have many more options with a HELOC, many more options with a HELOC than if you get um, if you if you refinance to get cash out, you start paying interest on that money immediately. Mm. OK, so whatever you take out, so whatever you take out, you start paying interest on immediately. But if I get a HELOC, I only pay interest on the amount of money I'm borrowing at the time. But guess what? If you have, can I, I can I give uh, teach a little trick about a HELOC? Let's do it. All right, all right. So I have. Um, we've got we've got um, 
let's say I have um, a HELOC, I, I borrow $50,000 on it, okay? But maybe I have um, thirty dollars to $40,000 a month flowing through my business. You follow me? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. And that money sits in my checking account, in my business checking account, sits in my checking account until I need to pay bills, until I need to expense it. Well, if I owe 100000 on my HELOC, but I'm getting in, I'm, I'm averaging $40,000 a month in receipts, why can't that $40,000 be deposited to my HELOC to lower how much I owe for the month and pay my bills from there. Not only am I paying infinite less interest. You say what now? Is that called infinite banking? No. Mm -mm. Okay. No. That's infinite banking is with life insurance, huh? No, yeah, infinite bank is with, with life insurance. You you may be thinking velocity banking, but it's not velocity banking. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. not that. Yeah, it's not that either. You're taking your income. Uh, and you're putting it into your HELOC to to lower the amount of interest that you're going to pay that month so that you can pay your, you know, you can take your money out when you need to, to pay your bills. So store your money where it's going to work for you. Right now, we're storing our money where it works for the bank because you're storing it in your checking account and you're getting zero dollars for it. Zero dollars mm -hmm. for it. But the bank is making a ton of money with your money sitting in your checking account. No, they're not. But my money is still in my checking account. Well, because you have money in your checking account, all the deposits that the bank has, they can um, they can uh, lend out eight or nine dollars for every dollar that they have on deposit. So that money that you if you put in um uh, money into your checking account they can lend out more money because of of that and they're not paying you a dime for it so what can you do to be in business what can you do to offset that so that you can benefit take your income put it in deposit it into the heloc and guess what they count it as a payment if you use your heloc that way you'll never have to make the required monthly payment because when you put your income in there, the first few dollars they count as your payment. The rest is a prepayment that lowers your interest cost for the month. It is so those are just some things that you can do that to use the bank products to benefit yourself and stop stop just benefiting the bank and say thank you very much. I am so glad. I'm so blessed that you all gave me this money. So somebody wants to set this up today. Like what are, what are the steps look like if they want to go ahead and get this started? Okay. Number, how, does, how does someone do that? Number one, you want to get some good advice. What you're hearing here are just the basics. You need somebody to guide you through the steps so that you don't make mistakes. All right. Um, and we, we, we are willing to do that or call somebody else that has done this before that you could do that. Uh, so you would go get yourself, um, go to your local bank or credit union and then um, find out what their terms are. 
Okay. So number one, you want to make sure that you can get the most for the equity in your, in your house. Now, Texas is a little different about when it comes to HELOCs, <laughs> but they're probably the only state in the country that does it. They're only going to give you so much per bank. There, there are some, in other states, you can get up to uh, 90, maybe even 95% of your equity. But I think in Texas, I think they cap it at 80, 80%. Is that right? I'm just asking. All right. But I know they cap it. They also will only let you make so many withdrawals from your HELOC per month in Texas, where that's not the case in other in other states. But with that being said, make sure you can get the most when you apply. Make sure that you have this available to you, an interest-only payment option. Make sure that is open to you. All right. You can you can use that interest only. We can teach you how you can make you can do better with that interest only option than if you have a regular payment to make to pay back your HELOC. The other thing is don't lock the rate. Because on HELOCs, the um, interest is variable. All right. I don't care about variable because I know how to control interest cost. I don't care about interest rate when you can control your interest cost. So never lock the rate. Anything that the bank is offering you that sounds like it's saving you money, I guarantee you it's not saving you money. So don't buy it, okay? It's like when you go buy a car, you just want to buy a car. But before you get out of there, they want to sell you gap insurance. They want to sell you protection on your tires. They want protection on the paint. They want to they sell you all these other things. And all you went in to do is just to buy a car. All right. When you go to the bank to get a loan, they want to sell you a whole bunch of other products that make them money. But it sounds like they're saving you money. So when you go to get the HELOC, make sure that you get the most you can. Don't lock the rate. And make sure you can get a, um, a, a interest only option, and and we can show you how to to use that interest only option. That's the first thing you do. Now get yourself set up to only borrow what you need out of the HELOC to get your deal done. Right, and you're going to have to have some discipline. Because I have a lot of people from Australia that use HELOCs that have been calling lately. They've gotten in trouble. When you have that money sitting there, it's very tempting to use it for other things than, uh, than the, the reason why you got the money in the first place. And you'll tell yourself, I'll put it back next month. I'll put it back next month. You have to be disciplined not to get that money from the HELOC because you're going to, you don't want to max it out and then something goes wrong with one of your deals and now you have nowhere to go. So mm. uh, those are the four things that I would probably uh, set up first, O'Neill, when getting a HELOC. Wow. I love that, man. I love that. I hope somebody take some of that information and apply it because, you know what I'm saying, you, you show the amortization schedule. That's a scary schedule to see, man. We paying, we paying double for our house. We think we're getting a good deal. Well, the thing is, is that once you know how to read it, you know, you know, let's say the reading is fundamental. When you know how to read it, listen, you can beat, listen, you can beat, you can beat the bank at their own game. You actually make it impossible 
for them to charge you interest. If this was what if this was a multifamily, if this was a multifamily, okay, situation at 7% and my renters are giving me money, my renters are giving me money, I need you to take a look at the first year. My renters are giving me money and out of the money that they gave me, 20 in the first year, $29,000 of it went to to interest, but only $4,266 went to principal. All right. So what is that? That's that that's that's um that's 33 over $33,000 that my tenants gave me, but by the end of the year, what do I have to show for it? That much in everything. That's it. Wow. Out of the money they gave me. Or I can look at it this way. I can look at it this way. When I'm I'm looking at this, I've got money set on the side for um to do repairs and maintenance. I got cash on the side. I could I could borrow a little bit of cash from that, make a principal prepayment and knock off one year off this mortgage with forty two hundred dollars. Mm. Save this interest and my next payment for the next month is way down here. So I got this equity, not for $29,000. I got this equity for only $2,400. That's how this thing works. When you know how to read it, you can, you can make it work for you. So when I see a high interest rate, I see opportunities to take it to the bank. I, I, I just see that. All right. Wow. So here's the uh, here's the last thing that you want to take a look at is this. Twenty nine thousand dollars, twenty nine thousand. Two hundred sixty four dollars. That's my benefit. I don't have to pay that interest. OK, what did I do? I prepaid forty two hundred dollars. So we're going to divide it by. Forty two. Sixty six. And then we're going to multiply that by 100, multiply it by 100. That's my return on investment. Where else are you going to get a 685% return on your money? Yeah. Nowhere. You have a sitting in the bank. You have a sit in the bank ready to, um, to repair a wall that somebody got angry and kicked a hole in your wall. And it's just sitting there waiting for that to happen when you could take some of that money put it on that mortgage and get a 685% return on your money. And oh then my God. let's say it takes me, Oh, it's going to take me four months to put that money back. Well, in the four months I got, okay, I'm going to make this payment. All right. That's one month. That's two months. That's three months. That's four months. I paid the bank exactly what they were looking for. I now have my $4,000 back. <laughs> and now I'm going to apply to this loan again and knock off another 12 months. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. I'm, all right. There you go. Boom. Right there. Okay. So you put the money back and then you apply it again to principal and you can kill these loans in um, a, a short period of time. And so if you're a real estate investor, do you really want to pay off the loan in the first place? Or do I want to get, do I want to get equity five times faster for a lot less interest? Oh, I, I want to get that equity. 
So I can get to, I can get here in my equity, not in 171 months. And every single real estate investor we're talking to, they're going to say, listen, man, I got that equity out. I did this, 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 this. And, and we hear about all the stuff on the front end, but they never tell you that this is what they paid to get it. I love it. Listen, man, That's we got we got my guy Los in the building. I don't know if he heard. I don't know if Los heard. You, you must have been itching behind the ear or something, man, because your name then came up. I don't know how many times throughout this conversation this morning. Shout hey, man, out to Jr. Me as well. Huh? They got quit talking about me behind my back. <laughs> you was getting talked about behind your back, brother. <laughs> you know, uh, here's the thing, Los. Right? We've been talking to Don right about. Uh, interest, you know, specifically, but more than anything, we've been talking about the issues that we've been facing with these banks. I don't know if you heard about Navy Federal just been not, uh, they just ain't letting black folks get no money over there. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's documented, uh, even with the same credentials. And, you know, our take here is always going to be, how do we, def you know, how do we combat this situation with 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 undeniable situations for ourselves how do we put ourselves in the best position to be competitive despite all of that um and so our conversation has really been a victorious conversation we talked to don we've talked to darby uh we got jr in on the conversation i'd love to hear his take as well um but i want to hear your take what do you think we could do to better position ourselves to not only be competitive right to but also pick the banks where we're going to be able to find the best products for what we are trying to do specifically. Well, you know, I think that, you know, it, it's an education thing. You know, we, we just think about, you know, traditionally, you know, how many people have went into not just Navy Federal, a Chase, a Bank of America, people that they bank with on a daily basis to go get a mortgage to only get told no, but then they can go somewhere else to another, to another mortgage company and get told yes. So, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we 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 get mad at, at some overlays, you know. At the end of the at, at the end of the day, they got the right to lend their money to whoever the fuck they want to lend their money to. It's theirs. If they don't want to lend to you, then go somewhere else. They will. I think that we 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 spend too much crying time crying over all over these buzzwords that the media put out there. Um, do we really know, honestly? Do we really know that all of those profiles were matching? Just because some someone had high income, do we know what their credit was like? Do we know what their DTI was like? We just taking these buzzwords because they know media is emotional. So, you know, they they make these headlines to make black people rage and, and all this type of stuff. But do we really know if they really qualify at all? At least from my knowledge, they just said the income. But shit, I, I've been in mortgages for a very long time. I've I seen plenty of people make $200,000 a year don't fucking qualify for a mortgage. So, you know, don't necessarily mean that they was on some racist shit. It's just a buzz. It's just a buzz headline, um, in, in my opinion. Because uh, again, every day, you know, every bank is is denying people. It ain't just black people, but again, Chase denied a, a, a whole hell of a lot of the people. Bank of America, Wells Fargo, they deny people every day. Um, because again, it, it, it could be the overlays. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm not gonna say, you know, I, again, I don't know all the facts, but but I'll say this though. As many people that look like us, that they get all this money, we got people that look like us as billionaires and all this type of stuff. They don't, where, where the bank at? Oprah ain't creating no bank. Jordan ain't creating no bank. All, all these people, Jay-Z ain't creating no bank. All these people that got all this money that y'all praise every fucking day. They ain't did nothing to help y'all community. They ain't did nothing to help us, help y'all, help nobody. But 
fucking, but we go and buy all their products. We go support all their shit, but they ain't supporting us. Why? Why they got all the money? Why? Why they don't put no banks in that neighborhood? So you know, I, I, my perspective different. Ooh we, ooh, ooh we. <laughs> real shit though. Hey, real shit, real shit. Oh man, uh, we, we got Alvin. We got Alvin in the building as well. Uh, and Jr. I would love to get y'all take on this. What what's y'all take on what y'all just heard? What up, Byron? Can you hear me? I can hear you clearly. Man, uh, I, I just came in when Los came in uh, right after Los at the end of his speech, but I agree with him. You know, I think I read that article about, uh, I think it was Navy Federal denying all these black people. Well, that's all the black people that heard all this shit on Clubhouse about how much money they was giving out. And they ran out there and tried to go get a mortgage and got denied. And uh, I agree with Los, man. There's so many people, everybody getting denied. Your ass ain't stellar right now. You just, you just ain't going to get along. And we always want to make this personal and make this shit about color or make it about something that it really ain't. And you're really just not qualified to get those loans. That's my thought process. Mm. JR, what's your take? Is JR with us? JR, are you with us? I see okay. the off mute. Okay. What about uh we got yeah in the building? Who's yeah there? in the building? Yeah. <laughs> But they device ain't even connected. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, we talked about uh, being bank ready, right? And we've talked about that just, just, just endlessly. I know Lowe's talks a lot about that. Um, and you know, we also just heard from Dunn on how to, you know, uh, not allow the banks to be able to take advantage of us financially when we could be the victors. You know, even after we get these mortgages. But I want to I want to talk about something, too, before we even do that, because, Los, you mentioned DTI. You mentioned um, some other criteria that the bank may be looking at. And I also read about that, too. I read about banks look at more than just credit scores. Right. The raw credit scores. Uh, they look at more than just your income. Right. Look but they also profile. look at your debt. They look at your overall your profile. profile. Right. And you being in the mortgages, Los, can you kind of speak to what does what what's some things that a bank will look at and deny a person that we may not know just because we're looking at just the basics, the credit score, the income, and different things of that nature? Can you kind of break down that information? All right. Um, let me go back to, to Navy Federal though, right? Because let's let, let's just say, you know, Navy Federal. Take into, take into account your account information. How many times your account been negative in the last fucking 30, 40, 60, 90 days, 120 days, 180 days, whatever that look like. You know, people not 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 counting that. Why, why would I give you a mortgage and your motherfucking um, checking account been in the red three times in the last 120 days? Why would I give you a mortgage? You know what I'm saying? If your, 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 your credit card late, why, why would I give you a mortgage? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it's some other factors that people just don't 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 be paying attention to, uh, you know. But you know, the banks again. You know, O'Neill said it. You know, they're looking at the profile. Um, Chase, they definitely gonna look at how many times your your bank. I mean, your 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 account been in the red and things of that sort, and, and use that in, in their underwriting process on all of their products, not just a mortgage. So to to think that other banks won't do or don't do that that same thing, y'all got to be crazy. Uh, but like I said, banks go, they're gonna take into account your, your credit profile, 
how 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 many negatives you got, the type of negatives you got, because you, your your credit report don't have to be blemish free to qualify for a mortgage, but but certain types of negatives is is going to be an automatic no. Um, again, barely barely making barely making it with, with that DTI, you know, that that's that's going to be a no. So you know, we 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 just be in in our feelings and and acting entitled because you hold your money somewhere, but they don't have to lend you theirs. You just got yours. They're chilling um and again i just think people be entitled to somebody else shit. like i i think it's just a big entitlement issue damn <laughs> damn oh what you think about this man um you think it you think it's a you know because we put a poll together we said is it a skin color thing or is it a being prepared thing right uh i don't know what the numbers came back on that poll i love to see the numbers on that poll um do we have those current numbers uh if we do I would love to see those. But yeah, so so let me see what we got here. Yeah, so we did a poll and we wanted to know if you think it's a skin color thing, if you think it's a, a being prepared thing, right? Or if you think it's a combination of both. Um, and uh, let's see, do we have those numbers? Let me see if we can pull those numbers up. I think we had a lot of boasts that popped up. It was a lot of boasts that popped up. Uh, let's see. Do we have those numbers? They're, they're in your phone. How many people here? How many people here got a Navy Federal credit card? Oh. Yeah, that many. You know, everybody, damn, everybody got a Navy Federal credit card. Yeah. How, how, how much exposure are they supposed to have to the black community? Shit, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Fucking a thousand people that they got a Chase credit card. I know a thousand people that got they, they got a Navy Federal credit card. How much exposure you want them to have to one community? I'm just asking. And somebody put some in the chat. I think it was uh uh she uh she said um uh she said if if we get denied, is it worth trying the same lender again if they explain the reason for the denial? What's your thoughts on that, Los? No, I'm going somewhere else. You going somewhere else? I'm going somewhere else. Anybody deny me, you don't want my business. So I'm gonna go somewhere else that, that they want it. I'm not gonna come back. You tell me you need to do this, do this. No, I'm gonna go somewhere else. It's, some, it's somebody's gonna accept you the way you are. Mm. <clears throat> so I know that uh, Alvin, you mentioned a lot of people are being denied. Um, you mentioned a lot of people are being denied for mortgages right now. Um, what what has been your experience? And what I guess what prompted you to say that right now in this particular environment? Uh, firing with, with the pullback that the banks are doing. Uh, one of my buddies works over at Chase, and he told me, uh, and he's, he's high up uh, the food chain. They're pulling people's credit lines back. If you're not using it, then they're going to put their money somewhere else. They're going to put it somewhere that has a better risk profile for them. And so under those kind of circumstances where cash is king right now, uh, credit is still very important. But if you don't have the low set, you know, here you got a you got a 700 credit score, but your banking account going negative every every 30 days. They're not going to give you a loan based on that because, OK, you got a good credit score, but you obviously can't manage your money. And uh, they're not in the business of owning real estate. They don't want to go through that. They don't. They don't like to have to fire sell houses after they didn't let somebody in and then they got a first payment default and all of that junk. So, <laughs> so under all of those kind of circumstances, looking at that profile, uh, you could put 
uh, when they ask what color you are, what race or whatever, you could put whatever you want down there. If your profile don't match what their box is, you will not get along. Wow. Slow down, Keller. Yeah, yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> he said, slow down, Keller. <laughs> So let's 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 talk about that real quick. And Jr., do we do we got your mic? Do we got your mic situated, Chad? Or no? Is Jr. able to come off? Are you able to unmute Jr.? Are you with us, Jr.? Are you with us, man? Are you with us? Oh man, Jr. Yeah, I don't want to participate in the party, man. Yeah, don't want to participate in the party. So real quick, real quick. So here's the thing. So I know we're getting ready to head up out of here in a little bit, but I just want to get uh, Los, if you can kind of help us with a few things, you know, that can help people get ready for 2024 uh, to be competitive going into these banks. What would those top five tips be for anybody that's looking to get be competitive going into 2024? What would those things be? Man, right now, start to pull your inquiries off your off your credit report right now. Y'all can start calling them today, uh, telling them that you know any any account that you didn't get the credit on, um, tell tell them tell them that you know it was unauthorized, and um, you need you need to get those inquiries off. Um, if if it's anything negative, man, I, I would work on on that right now. Um, I will also work on you know my my money. You know, if if you don't know what it look like, what it looks like. Excuse me, to, to show the bank some money, then 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 y'all probably need to come to my room on Friday so you can know what it looked like. But we, we need to be, be in a position to to look like we in a position to receive money from the bank. Um, like like Alvin said, if, if your account negative, they're they not rocking with you. If 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 you your DTI is 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 too low, they, they too high, they're not rocking with you. So, you know, if if we can, you know get our documents together again you know everybody talks these no docs loans no doc loans but how many here actually got one uh it, it, it is a lot easier to get loans and things up with documents so get get your documents together most of y'all had llc's for two years now um we, we we're going into a new year so get your documents together two years of tax returns your tax returns uh profit and loss statements get get your documents together so you don't get denied and, and again, I'm not bragging, but I ain't never been denied. I ain't never been denied. When I go in for a loan, the line of credit from the bank, I ain't never been denied because I'm going in looking the way they want you to look. So you, you're not going to the club with your motherfucking clothes. You was cutting the grass in. You got to go You go presentable. So you go presentable to the bank. And, and that's the way you look. That's the way you talk. That's the way you, you present everything to them. And, and if you do that going into 2024, man, you, you should be able to start that first quarter with, with an extra sack of money. Facts. Listen, I hope y'all are paying attention to that. Listen, for the people who don't, I think somebody asked the question, when is Los room? Los does a room on Clubhouse. Uh, that room starts at what, 6? Every, every, every Friday. Every, every Friday, Friday on, uh, at, uh, you know, they change the hours. So we 8, we, we 8 a.m. Eastern time. 8 a.m. Eastern time. So you definitely want to uh, uh, jump in to that room. Also tonight, tonight, um, we have a room. We're going to be talking about how do we make money with these new announcements that the Fed has made themselves? That we had this conversation before about 13 days ago. Yeah, we <laughs> was talking days. rumors though. Oh, we was talking rumors. Yeah, hey, we talking about with Jerome Powell. Exactly. Last week. 
they talking about rate cuts in 2024. So we trying to see how could we win when the rates drop? Because we obviously took a lot of losses when the rates was two, three percent. People buying was over thirty thousand with it with the asking price. You thought you got a good deal. You really got a horrible deal. So we not we need to talk about how we can prepare ourselves when the interest rate drop again. How we can win off of that. I don't think they're going to raise it, though. I mean, lower it, though. I think that's just, you know, he's just adding speculation to the market real quick. You see what happened anytime time he said that the other day, then, you know, people ran out to the market in speculation. So I think I think they're going to keep doing that for a while. That's your so thought? We'll see. We'll see. I wonder, I wonder what's going to happen, man. I wonder what's going to happen. You what's your, what's your thoughts, Byron? You, you think it's going to drop or it's going to stay man, around? Look, let me tell you something. <laughs> this is all I care about. If they do, If they do drop, I can tell you right now, you definitely want to be in position to be an owner when they start making these kind of decisions. Because I'm telling you, somebody is going to hit the jackpot. This is this. Listen, the prices going to go up soon as they drop them interest rates. Prices are going to go up. And I'm curious to see what is your investment strategy going into these this this new year, because the way you set yourself up right now is going to determine how well you profit then. Okay. Um, this is just a fact. So we're going to be talking about ways to position yourself to invest in these deals. Um, um, if they do drop, right. Matter of fact, we want you to be prepared regardless, whether they drop or they don't drop, whether they drop or they don't drop, you need to be prepared. But if they do drop, I'm telling you, it's going to open up a tremendous amount of opportunity for investors, especially in that short term window. I don't know what that's going to mean for the economy after they do the drop. But who cares? Because we want to position ourselves to be able to win in 2024, point blank period. Uh, so that's my take on that. Uh, Alvin, what's your take on that? You think they're going to really drop the rates? You're on the phone. Oh, you're on the phone. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a great conversation, man. I think it's going to be a good conversation. Yeah, but Lowe's, you, you down to pull up or you, you, go, you, you caught up? Uh, I think I'm caught up tonight, but I, I'll pull up if I can, though. I, I, yeah. I'll pull up. I think I think uh, the wife had a date night today, but you know oh, I, I pull up. Oh, that's you know, important. Yeah, they be tend to be having you no know, do stuff they want to do. So if it's some, you know, and then you know they be having you do girly stuff that they always want to do. I don't want to go to the Barbie <laughs> thing and shit with her. So you know, oh, it, you got to do the Barbie movie. I I don't know what it is. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I'm playing it by ear. Go for support. Go for support. Yeah, yeah. gotta go watch the and Barbie movie, it. man. But I think it's going to be a great conversation, man. Of course, you know, we hit it, provide information. It's up to you to take the information, go do more research, and apply the information. That's it. We just trying to see y'all win, man. Facts. But we can't win for y'all. Definitely can't. We can give you the information. We can't, we can't understand it for you. Absolutely. At all. At all. But today was a good conversation, man. Make sure y'all see us tonight, 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're going to be here again. Dropping some some game again, information you can use today and next year. Make sure y'all catch it, man. We definitely appreciate y'all. Man, like the video, man. Y'all y'all been struggling with the likes, man. Give us some likes, man. Let's get to hundred. And look, if y'all looking to join, we have memberships. It's next to the subscribe button. Join. We got three different tiers. You get value, different types of value with each different tier. We got Trailblazer, Visionary, Legacy. Make sure you become part of the family, man. And uh, with that being said, we out of here, man. We see y'all tonight. Peace.
What's up, y'all? So most people struggle with sales. A lot of us in real estate, and we struggle with our sales. We struggle with follow-up, we struggle with leads, and we just basically missing out on deals. For me, I just got on Taskify CRM. They send messages out for you. And look, a lot of us have work. When you get off of work, you have hot leads ready for you. Make sure you check out Taskify CRM. I'm telling you, it automatically replies for you. And look, it sends you multiple messages. Like we're talking about drip, drip campaigns, so you're not missing up on the lead follow-up. So make sure you check out Taskify CRM. Use coupon code NOSTINGYENERGY to get 10% off. I'm about to show you all inside my CRM so I can see how it really works. Make sure you check it out. Peace.